Hare Krishna. Fortunate to have His Grace Ram Girdhari Prabhuji from Mumbai. Today Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 7, Verse 6. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandavat Pranam. Please take over the call. Hare Krishna. So thank you so much and I'm sorry for being away by a minute. Um, it's always a pleasure and um, it's a wonderful opportunity to uh, discuss Krishna Katha in the Assembly of Devotees. So let's do invocation prayer and then get started. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrutyam Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojaya Mudiraye Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki So the verse is संप्राचरत्सुनानयगेशु विराचितंगाश्वपूरम यक्रियाफल धर्माख्यम परे ब्रह्मणी यज्ञपुषे सर्वेवतालिंगण मंत्रणर्थनियमकतया सक्षत्कर्तारी परदेवतायाभवतीसुदेवेवयाकुभ्यु सजो मनो यजो स्थाषेसु अभ्या Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Samishtha Prabhupada, Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. After performing the preliminaries of various sacrifices, Maharaja Bharata offered the results in the name of religion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva. In other words, he performed all the agnyas for the satisfaction of Lord Vasudeva Krishna. Maharaj Bharata thought that since the demigods were different parts of Vasudeva's body he controls those who are explained in the Vedic mantras by thinking in this way Maharaj Bharata was freed from all material contaminations such as attachment and greed when the priests were about to offer the sacrificial ingredients into the fire Maharaj Bharata expertly understood how the offering made to different demigods was simply an offering to the different limbs of the lord for instance indra is the arm of the supreme personality of godhead and surya the sun is his eye thus maharaj bharata considered that the oblations offered to different demigods were actually offered unto the different limbs of lord vasudeva purport the supreme personality of god 
says that as long as one does not develop the pure devotional service of sravanam kirtanam hearing and chanting one must carry out his prescribed duties since bharata maharaja was a great devotee one may ask why he performed so many sacrifices that are actually meant for karmis the fact is that he was simply following the orders of vasudeva as krishna says in bhagavad gita sarva dharman paridyajya maam ekam sharanam braja abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me whatever we do we should constantly remember vasudeva people are generally addicted to the offering obeisances to various demigods but bharata maharaja simply wanted to please lord vasudeva as shared in bhagavad gita bhuktaram yajna tapasham sarvaloha maheshwaram a yajna may be carried out to satisfy a particular demigod but when the yajna is offered to the yajna purusha narayana the demigods are satisfied the purpose of performing different yajnas is to satisfy the supreme lord one may perform them in the name of different demigods or directly if we directly offer oblations to the supreme personality of god and the demigods are automatically satisfied if we water the root of a tree the branches twigs fruits and flowers are automatically satisfied when one offers sacrifices to different demigods one should remember that the demigods are simply parts and parts of the body of the supreme if we worship the hand of a person we intend to satisfy the person himself if we massage a person's legs we do not really serve the legs but the person who possesses the legs all the demigods are different parts of the lord and if we offer service to them we actually serve the lord himself demigod worship is mentioned in brahma samhita but actually the shlokas advocate worship of the supreme personality of god govinda for instance the worship of goddess durga is mentioned in this way in brahma samhita srishti stuti pralaya shadana shakti rekam चाये वयस्वनावर्ति दुर्गा इच्छाूपमेंगवीता the material nature is working under my direction o son of sunti and it is producing all moving and unmoving being we should worship the demigods in that spirit because the goddess durga satisfy krishna we should therefore offer respects to goddess durga because lord shiva is nothing but lord krishna's functional body we should therefore offer respects to lord shiva Similarly, we should offer respects to Brahma, Agni, and Surya. There are many offerings to different demigods, and one should always remember that these offerings are usually meant to satisfy the supreme personality of God. Bharata Maharaja did not aspire to receive some benediction from demigods. His aim was to please the supreme Lord. In Mahabharata, among the thousand names of Vishnu, it is said. yagnyabuk yagnyakrit yagnyai the enjoyer of yagnya the performer of yagnya and the yagnya itself are the supreme lord the supreme lord is the performer of everything but out of ignorance the living entity thinks that he is the actor as long as we think we are the actors 
we bring about karma bandha bondage to activity if we act for yajna for krishna there is no karma bandha yajnartha karmano anyatra logoyam karma bandhana work done as a sacrifice for vishnu has to be performed otherwise work binds one to this material world following the instructions of bharat maharaja we should act not for our personal satisfaction but for the satisfaction of the supreme personality of god in bhagavad gita 17.28 it is also stated ashraddaya bhutam dhattam tapas taptam kritam chayat asadid yuchyate partha natat pratya noha sacrifices austerities and charities performed without faith in the supreme personality of god are non permanent regardless of whatever rituals are performed they are called asat non permanent they are therefore useless both in this life and the next kings like maharaj ambarish and many other raja rishis who are pure devotees of the lord simply pass their time in the service of the supreme lord when a pure devotee executes some service through the agency of another person he should not be criticized for his activities or meant for the satisfaction of the supreme lord a devotee may have a priest perform some karma kanda and the priest may not be a pure vaishnava but because the devotee wants to please the supreme lord he should not be criticized the word apurva is very significant the resultant actions of karma are called apurva when we act piously or impiously immediate results do not ensue we therefore wait for the results which are called apurva the results are manifest in the future even the smartas accept this apurva pure devotees simply act for the pleasure of the supreme personality of god therefore the results of their activities are spiritual or permanent they are not like those of the karmis which are non permanent this is confirmed in bhagavad gita 4.23 katha sangasya muktasya jnana vastita chetasaha yajnacharatah karma samagram praviliyate the work of a man who is unattached to the modes of material nature and who is fully situated in transcendental knowledge merges entirely into transcendence a devotee is always free from material contamination he is fully situated in knowledge and therefore his sacrifices are intended for the satisfaction of the supreme personality of god om ajnanatimirandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshuran militam yenam tasmay shri gurave namaha namaom vishnu padayam krishna prashtaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesha shunyavadi आश्चर्य देशतारिणी जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौरवत्वृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Hare Krishna so it's a very interesting purport as well as a very intriguing topic that 
we have we are dealing with the current series of maharaj bharata and his activities so we all had been discussing about lord rishabhadeva and his and his activities now sukadeva goswami is explaining that maharaj bharata was a very exalted devotee so and in the process by bharata maharaja's stature the whole world were going to be um regulated streamlined and people are expected to follow some righteousness so this particular chapter is going to describe certain applications of instructions that we had heard in shrimad bhagavatam we'll see how in the life and activities of king bharata because sukadeva goswami is giving him a very you know high position as a topmost devotee so a topmost devotee is one who sets example for his contemporaries his students his subordinates and for the future generation of practitioners and king bharata with whose name this whole world is um identified has got a very responsible position and here in this particular shloka we see how he has conducted himself with respect to his rituals his responsibilities as well as his devotion so many a times we as practicing devotees may have definitely some understanding about spirituality but just that with that understanding we will not be able to make substantial progress so we always seek the help of some practicing devotee so that that spiritual understanding that we have developed can be nurtured further to an extent of applying them in one's life the understanding level itself is considered as very rare and for making us apply that understanding we definitely need the help of some practicing devotee and if that practicing devotee is able to hand hold us walk us along the path of application then it is such a big great fortune that we will be uh, you know able to not only transform our lives but the lives of several devotees or several practitioners or several aspirants and after we get the self realized soul guiding us available to us a person who is able to religiously follow him 
and eventually take his mission as one's life is all the more glorious because knowledge is one application is second and preaching is a very important vital role by one's example as well as one's interest in rescuing others so in this particular shloka there are several points that are stated by shla prabhupada so we will take one at a time churn them and then try to go and see if what lessons we have for us to apply in our own life the first and foremost thing that by and large in this particular shloka there are at least more than 10 times or significant amount of times shla prabhupada uses the word respect in this purport in a devotee's life two words are inevitable and very vital word number 1 is respect word number 2 is gratitude this does not necessarily to have any suffix or prefix respecting and being grateful are two qualities of a devotee without which his krishna consciousness is incomplete without which his or her krishna consciousness is definitely having some shortcoming because chaitanya mahaprabhu in his very famous sikshashtakam prayer has mentioned amanina manadena this amanina manadena part is something that we have to time and again uh, meditate on meditate on and try to apply in our own life so the samanina manadena where the significant portion is about how how do i respect others how do i respect devotees how do i respect the process how do i respect my um my life because this human form of life is a very valuable and rare so which means i need to learn to respect every part of my life so that it is effectively um engaged and it is effectively um progressing towards the right right direction so we will churn this particular shloka through some sets of reflections and the first one being about the aspect of respect in a vaishnava relationship in a vaishnava's life relationships and recognition and referencing are something very vital i understand the relationship of supreme lord with everything that is created i understand the reference of everything in connection with the supreme lord and the vaishnava is able to respect them all for his benefit as well as the missionary ones so 
here in this particular context it is explained how bharat maharaj conducted himself in a very responsible respectful manner that supreme lord is pleased the whole idea is not just the act the whole idea is purpose behind the act as a part of first reflection i would like to make some sub points number 1 we are respecting others others here meaning demigods the lord's creation the resources that are available the relationships and people who are available in our life so one need to respect them because apart from me and my lord all these people are equally important so the first reflection first point is that respect is not as a formality that we do rather it's an integral part of my existence if i don't respect then my entire existence is questioned number 2 without i respecting without i getting enough support from others i will not be able to function and for me to get others support i need to be respectful so from from that perspective i learned to respect everyone and with an understanding that without them my existence is null and void one time shila prabhapad was in shila mayapur and shila prabhapad was walking along with his devotees in the field as a part of his morning walk so shila prabhapad suddenly stopped and pointed to a group of ants who were all walking in the queue to his disciples and said okay by looking at these ants who are walking in a queue one after the other so what do you think so all the disciples sometimes they don't know how to respond prabhupad and they said prabhupad you only say what you have to say because you know we can we cannot comprehend the way you comprehend so whatever you say we will learn then shri prabhupad pointed his cane towards the those ants and said for us these ants are very very insignificant we will just be able to smash them in no seconds the way these ants are insignificant to us we are also insignificant to demigods who are very great and powerful personalities 
So my second point of first reflection is that without the help of Vaishnavas, without the help of demigods, without the help of several um, agencies of the Lord, our existence is completely null and void. One person was performing meditation and suddenly the Lord appeared. The Lord appeared and asked, My dear friend, I am pleased with your meditation. Please ask me what you want. So this guy asked, or was about to ask, he heard a sound from the sky. Saying that, my dear friend, 10% of whatever you are going to get from the Lord belongs to me. He turned around and he saw it was Sun God speaking. Sun God said, had I not been there, your existence itself would have been a question mark. So hence, whatever you are going to get from the Lord, 10% you should apportion it to me. This man thought through it and said it is really reasonable because without sun, my existence was a question mark. He said, okay, my dear son, Lord. When he was about to ask the Lord, my dear Lord, can you please fulfill my remaining 90%? And when he was asking for the 90%, he heard another sound. On this time, it was Mother Earth. She said that I gave you place to stay to stand on to perform meditation and even now you are standing on me so I also deserve you know, deserve 10% of what you are going to get from the Supreme Lord this man thought through it and said yes you are right then came in air then came in trees then came in water stream like that one after the other after the other after the natural resources they came and mentioned to this guy saying that had we not there had we not been there in your life probably would have not been able to finish your tapasya and attracted the lord and he calculated and everybody were right in their claim of having 10% from the you know benediction that he is going to get so this guy really thought what is that that i am <laughs> you know uh, deserving Already 50-60% are gone. Then I thought, I am the doer. Prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvasaha ahankara vimodatma kartaham iti manyate. So Krishna says, kartaham iti manyate. If somebody thinks that I am the doer, I am the beneficiary, then that, that is where his problem is you know, lying. That's where he is uh, putting himself in trouble. So my first reflection, second point is about how we cannot exist without the support of several the Lord, several of Lord's uh, associates, devotees, resources. The third aspect of it in terms of the first reflection with respect to respect is experience of the experienced devotee should be valued without which we will walk a long path and we ourselves will become an experience for someone else.
I repeat, experience of the experienced devotee is very important and they need to be valued because that saves us time and that also helps us to walk the path prudently, vigilantly and we reach the destination much ahead of all others. If we don't do it, our experience will be counted as an experience for someone else and by then it will be too late for us to fix the situation. So from that perspective, it is important we learn to respect everyone, every Vaishnava, every opportunity that comes our way which helps us in practicing Krishna consciousness. Even including respecting demigods as is spoken in this verse. And last but not least, as a part of the first reflection is, we are a part of Sankirtan mission. Sankirtan means coming together and singing the glories of the Lord. As Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes, Siva Shuka Narada Premi Gada Gada Bhakati Vinoda Deki. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, that in Gaurarti, in glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan mission, all the demigods participate, all the great personalities participate, and that's how it becomes Sankirtan, coming together and singing and dancing, and for which we need to be definitely respectful and grateful. In this purport itself, Srila Prabhupada mentioned how Lord Shiva, Indra, and various personalities are actually acting on the Lord's order. From that perspective, they are all definitely deserving respect. So, these four points are very important for us to remember in connection with respect. In connection with our recognition that these four, without which our devotional life is kind of incomplete and it is having, it will be having challenges. So I repeat those four points. Number one, respect is not just a formality. Number two, we are without respect, without respecting our near and dear ones as well as the uh, Vaishnavas and resources. Our existence will be null and void. Third, we spoke about experience of experienced devotee is to be valued. And last but not least, Sankirtan means coming together, respecting one another and trying to participate in the missionary activities of Shishi, Hetanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu. This is the first reflection in this current context. Second reflection is, Sukadeva Goswami explained that Maharaj Bharata was freed from all material contamination such as attachment, lust and greed by thinking that everything belongs to Vasudeva. Vasudeva Paraveda Vasudeva Paramakaha Vasudeva Parayoga Vasudeva Parakriya 
वासुदेव परम ज्ञानम आसुदेव परम वासुदेव परो धर्मो वासुदेव परा फर्स्ट कैंटो सेकेंड चैप्टर टेक्स्ट नंबर ट्वेंटी सिक्स एंड ट्वेंटी सेवन राइट इज वेरी नाइसली वासुदेव परा वेदा by studying all the vedic literature we should be coming to know who vasudeva is huh? and finally vasudeva paragatihi is ultimate shelter for everyone each and every one so hence my second reflection is about for us to get rid of being freed from all material contamination such as attachment lust and greed it is imperative that we learn to think like maharaj bharata which was he performed all the yagnas for the satisfaction of vasudeva krishna and maharaja bharata thought that since the demigods were different parts of vasudeva's body he controls those who are explained in the vedic mantras from that standpoint when we perform all the yagnas for the satisfaction of the supreme lord then our destination is also cleared and we will also be freed from all contamination so what does this actually mean that we performing all the yagnas it is explained in kaliyuga we have some primary basic responsibilities for one another and also as a missionary we have additional responsibilities let us talk about basic responsibility basic responsibilities are two folded one is called conditional responsibility another one is called constitutional responsibility conditional responsibility is one's body family possessions and conditional responsibility is another part is well being for doing devotion constitutional responsibility is two folded fulfilling the orders of the spiritual master and number two properly situated in the footsteps of acharyas once again i repeat a second reflection where sukadev goswami is explaining that anyone who performs all the yagnas for the satisfaction of lord vasudeva maharaj like the way maharaj bharata blessed they will also get the necessary blessings where maharaj bharata he is able to recognize all the demigods as you know part of demigods are parts of vasudeva's body krishna's body part and parcel so he is relinquishing the attachment lust and greed so this conditional responsibility which is to do with bodily acquisition bodily demands and conditional responsibility also 
means we are well being our well being and how our health is and constitutional responsibility includes or fulfilling the orders of the spiritual master and we properly situated in our duties so that we are able to cross over the ocean of knee signs this is my second reflection the second reflection is pretty clear and straightforward wherein wherein we are able to recognize appreciate and hence the performance of all yagnas in kaliyuga what is all yagna means it means that all the yagnas culminate in one harer namaiva kevalam ஆபிரம்மஸ்தம்பர்யந்தம் சர்வம் மாயாமயம் ஜெகத் சத்தியம் சத்தியம் புனஸ்தியம் ஹரே நாமைவ கேவலம் ஸோ இட் இஸ் எக்ஸ்பிளைன் ஆபிரம்மஸ்தம்பர்யந்தம் ஃப்ரம் பிரம்மா ஆல் தி வே டில் த ஸ்மாலஸ்ட் இன்செக்ட் சர்வம் மாயாமயம் ஜெகத் எவ்ரிபடி இஸ் இன் மாயா சத்தியம் சத்தியம் புனஸ்தியம் Harer Namaiva Kevalam, the only rescuer, the only benefactor in this universe for us eternally at all point in time is the Holy Name. So, that Ejna is itself considered as the topmost of all the Ejnas. Because Brahmaji explains that Alotya Sarva Shastrani Vicharya Saf Punah Punaha இதம் ஏக்கம் சுனிஸ்பன்னம் தியோ நாராயணஸ்தோக்கியர்வசாஸ்திரூஷன் இஸ் இதம் ஏக்கம் சுனிஸ்பன்னம் ஜேயோ நாராயண சதாலி ஒன் கன்க்ளூஷன் தட் நாராயணா இஸ் அவர் அல்டிமேட் ஷெல்டர் ஸோ சுகதேவ கோஸ்வாமி வென் இஸ் க்ளோரிஃபாயிங் அபவுட் மகாராஜ் பரதா இஸ் சேங் பிகாஸ் ஆஃப் இஸ் பர்ஃபார்மன்ஸ் ஆஃப் இஸ் எக்ஞாஸ் இன் கலியுகா யூ எனிவே கெனாட் யூ அன் மீ எனிவே கெனாட் டூ எனி அதர் எக்ஞா ஸோ ஃப்ரம் தட் ஸ்டாண்ட் பாயிண்ட் our chanting process is itself considered as everything this was mahaprabhu's statement in varanasi banaras when mahaprabhu was called by so many mayavadi sanyasis saying that you are a sanyasi you are supposed to chant vedic mantras and behave like a mendicant you are dancing and singing like a madman what is this this is doesn't give this is doesn't suit your stature Mahaprabhu said that my dear guru my guru maharaj told me that i am fool and less intelligent and he said said that you can't understand vedanta so he gave me this maha mantra and i was you know empowered inspired initiated by him after initiation i asked my gurudev that how long you want me to chant my gurudev said or how will i know that i am getting perfection and he said that you keep on chanting the day will come where you will feel completely involved 
and you will not have any other interest in this world you will feel very well motivated and you will not have taste in any sense gratification things you will become mad after krishna so that is the day of your perfection so i am chanting the holy name of the lord under the direction of my spiritual master so to summarize the point 2 it is imperative to note that shri chaitanya mahaprabhu started the sankirtan mission so that he can inundate the whole world in chanting and dancing his holy name and eventually win them to his lotus feet so that's the second reflection that the third reflection is about the real uh, uh connection the real protocol many a times we used to wonder as i said at the beginning of the class we used to wonder or i personally had this very bad habit of disrespecting practitioners because of their existing attachment towards things so i when i was in my grade you know 8th or 9th when i was new new devotee in krishna consciousness i used to really boast around and look down upon others whoever has not been in right standing i used to kind of be proud and show them down but later i got to realize how stupid i was because that in our journey to krishna consciousness it is not what you show off it is about what you are within yourself so shla prabhupada explains or you know in this current context sukadeva goswami pad explains that how maharaj bharata considered that oblations offered to different demigods were actually offered into the different limbs of lord vasudeva which means even in the so called incomplete materialistic act they still see krishna's hand behind that and my third reflection is that we need to learn to offer all our oblations all our uh, offerings to the supreme lord and via via any channel having said that shlabhapad mentions in the purport that while this particular shloka talks about respecting uh, demigods this shloka talks about how we need to learn to understand our conditional responsibilities and constitutional responsibilities the third aspect shlabhapad is talking about how that we are all part and parcel of the supreme lord and as a part even if we serve the part in a sincere responsible manner the whole gets pleased and several examples are given like our hands and limbs attached to the body like you know um, um likewise the how the demigods are different parts of krishna and just by pleasing the demigods we please the supreme lord whilst we don't worship them but we will learn to please them in sixth canto shrimad bhagavatam in the chitraketu past time there is one very interesting phase that chitraketu 
was instructed by narada muni to perform a specific tapasya chanting a specific sets of mantra he said that if you chant this for a limited period in time at the end of the cycle you will get to see lord shankarshna face to face so lord shankarshna appeared in front of chitraketu as informed by narada muni and as a part of his offering chitraketu is telling that anyone who worships demigods claiming the demigods as the supreme and not understanding and respecting the supreme lord's position he is calling them as narapashu he is calling as a people in human form but animalistic consciousness so my third reflection hence is that the demigods get their power from the supreme lord demigods are dutiful servants of the supreme lord demigods are answerable to the supreme lord so an intelligent person is the one who will definitely respect a demigod from that perspective and eventually surrender to the supreme lord for benedictions but we do the we generally do the opposite we surrender to the supreme lord for our our necessary needs and we go to demigods for worshiping that's mayavada philosophy or that's any other form of philosophy so my hence third reflection here is about how in the journey of krishna consciousness one should learn one should learn to acknowledge appreciate that everything emanates culminates in supreme lord that's why that's why we always say there are only two truths one is krishna another one is called krishnas so there is nothing in this world one can point out that which doesn't belong to krishna so in purusha sukta there is a very interesting prayer brahmanosya mukamasit mahura janyakritah that brahmanas are considered as the mouth of the supreme lord and kshatriyas are considered as his arms vaishnavas are his belly and shudras are the legs and if anyone wants to please the supreme lord they need to go via the brahmana route and in that way our respect question which we have spoken already our responsibility question which we have spoken already we will learn to uh, channelize our efforts and endeavor in such a manner that we will be duty bound to glorify krishna through any forms of worship what to speak of demigod worship even if someone is able to appreciate the nature if someone is able to appreciate wow the nature is very nice the nature is very beautiful or any any aspects of krishna's creations are wonderful that itself will tell that our interest is to glorify the supreme lord in connection with all the resources that we come across so my hence third reflection is that in our journey to krishna consciousness we should definitely be ready to give credits to all the wonderful personalities all the great devotees all the demigods without whose help we have no access to the supreme lord had arjuna not asked the questions we do not know what bhagavad gita would be had parikshit maharaj not asked questions we wouldn't know what shrimad bhagavatam could be 
had several other personalities that had not come our way yadi gavarna hoy to tabe ki hoy to kemone haridham thade radhara mahima prema rasasima jagate janatuki so had gavarna mahaprabhu not been there who would have taught us radha and krishna and had shlabhapad not been there who would have taught us about gavarna mahaprabhu so it is that simple and it is that important for us to learn that knowledge where does the knowledge where does the blessings flow from and how does the blessings should be valued that's what uh, shri prabhupada is trying to highlight here through the life of bharat maharaj because bharat maharaj is very nicely candidly and wonderfully trying to exhibit a very important quality you know of humility wherein uh, he is trying to connect everything with krishna at the same time uh, not accepting anything for him so that's the third reflection and the last reflection for today's session so basically we discussed about three sets of points first point we spoke about is a, about respect in a vaishnava's life we said how respect is just not formality it is much beyond that we spoke about how without offering our respects without we reciprocating respecting you know the everything in spiritual life will be null and void we also spoke about how experience our experience devotees are supposed to be valued and finally for our sankirtan we all have to be together and from that perspective let us learn to respect everyone and join hands together in the sankirtan mission the second reflection that we had is about the aspect of responsibility wherein both conditional as well as constitutional responsibilities are there for us conditional responsibilities are limited with our body mind intelligence and conditional responsibilities also about the well being of our body well being of our existence so that it is directly contributing to our service constitutional responsibility is again two folded one is fulfilling the orders of the spiritual master second is properly situated in the proper progress or process of uh, practicing krishna consciousness so that uh, you know our spiritual life is on a on a cruise mode and the last reflection is about where how sukadeva goswami is explaining that maharaj bharata is trying to uh, you know make offerings to different demigods knowing that these demigods are krishna's part and parcel and without their help without recognizing them without uh, you know acknowledging them they are being the different limbs of the lord uh, we will not be able to make necessary progress so we spoke about how krishna and krishnas are the two truths having said that these all uh, act has been done in a selfless manner because when we uh, use krishna for our benefit when we use vaishnavas for our benefit when we use this process for our benefit we actually become very cheap so from that perspective we not using anything for us still learn to respect and appreciate the entire process of krishna consciousness with the mindset that we need to give a very positive experience to our future generation so that they can develop interest in this process of krishna consciousness hare krishna grantrat shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai pitai gaurav premanande hari hari bol there any questions or comments we can discuss
हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी दंडवत प्रणाम थैंक यू सो मच फॉर योर वंडरफुल क्लास प्रभु जी आई रिक्वेस्ट ऑल द डिवोटिव इफ दे हैव एनी क्वेश्चन एनी कमेंट प्लीज गो अहेड एंड आस्क हरे कृष्णा राम गिरिधरी प्रभु जी दंडवत प्रणाम दिस सुवर्ण हरि सुवर्ण हरिदास फ्रॉम डेट्रॉइट मिशिगन थैंक यू फॉर द वंडरफुल नेक्टेरियन क्लास प्रभु जी नाइस एग्जांपल्स एंड रिफ्लेक्शंस ऑन दिस थिंग Uh, I have a uh, kind of understand. Uh, it's not a question. Basically, how I want to know how can I understand this uh, theory? Because Ma- uh, Maharaj um, Bharat offering all the sacrifice to basically to the other demigods or the positions, thinking that they're all in the as a part of uh, uh, different parts or limbs of body of Lord Vasudeva. so in brahma samhita we learned that uh, lord's senses uh, lord's uh, parts are the limbs all are works similar whether lord can accept the bhogam or prasadam by eyes and he can hear by nose like that because this every limb work in all complete potential as we understood okay yes. so my my further question is that like if if that is so uh, then uh, why there is a difference in uh, uh, like demigods and lord there is a difference coming there is a relative theory coming when we go sure. to worship the durga devi or something sure i'll explain this uh, question in two parts yes, first sir. part is to how do we understand them yeah it is easy when we try to understand the activities of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu when shri chaitanya mahaprabhu was in this planet shri chaitanya mahaprabhu traveled all over the india and went to different holy places including shiva temple including you know uh, parvati or um, uh, the goddess of the concert of the supreme lord shiva mm. and also visited several other places of demigods worship not because he wanted to you know uh, do some karma kanda thing he wanted to establish a fact saying that while karma kandis may spin this into a completely different direction how does a vaishnava conduct himself a vaishnava conducts himself because he loves krishna and because krishna loves his dear most children a vaishnava to satisfy krishna he learns to love the lord's children in a very equipoised manner rasaraj prabhu once used to mention so that if you love me you love my dog or if somebody learns love a owner's dog or loved their children naturally you get the attention of the owners or the you know parents so that's the principle here if i learn to love that belongs to krishna as krishna would love as i would give respect to them as krishna would have expected then i am definitely reciprocated in a manner beyond my comprehension this is first aspect of it the second aspect of it is that how that relative theory exist it is about achintya beda beda tatva in a manner where krishna you can read this in um, uh teachings of lord chaitanya there is a chapter chapter 9 or some chapters where different avataras are different aspects of the lord's creation are spoken about so the lord expands himself as three basic primary classification 
one is called swayam rupa second is called tadekatma rupa third is called avesha rupa i there's a full tree there's a full chart but at least i'll tell about the top uh, you know line so swayam rupa is the lord choose to come himself as himself like when he came 5000 years before as krishna and, you know in vrindavan then there is something called as swayam prakasha which means is balarama and few other uh, personalized ex- expansions of the lord where this is the lord himself coming in different emotions and feelings and perform his leela second is the tadekatma rupa in that lord for the sake of executing his functions first is rasa second is executing his functions so he comes as lord shiva he comes as uh, you know uh, different forms of vishnu this is his uh, administrative kind of role mm. and third is avesha rupa it is about empowerment so that is why in a simpler language we can say the lord comes as himself his expansions his reflections and his empowerments himself as krishna balaram radharani and various other personalities his expansions as vishnu avatars his reflections as lord shiva and his empowerments as prithu maharaj and several other sakti aveshi avatars so the reason i am saying is all of them in a totality they are krishna himself but unlike mayavadis we don't put them all in one basket mm. we try to classify them because their rasas and emotions are different you as a person and in your office is different from you as a person at your home your family cannot deal exactly in the same manner unless you are working from home if you are in office your family has to deal with you as uh, you know uh, so and so prabhu in the office respectful and at a very on reverence kind of an arrangement but at home your son or daughter or family member can climb on you play with you and you know uh, have a different emotion so even though the lord is one and same his energies are you know all uh, having equal potency but according to everyone's individual mood and emotions and stature the lord reciprocates yayata maam prapadyante tam tatayva bhajamyaham so from that perspective the lord being rasaraj he both enjoys his different rasas as well as executes his different functions and as government he they run the prison also they run you know some a rewarding and uh, you know working place also and they also run uh, caring centers also prison being a government office nobody wants to be on the other side of the prison so long as you are in the caretaker side of the prison that's okay otherwise you cannot say that oh i am part of government property where are you i am in the prison that doesn't look nice because it is meant to punish so it has all is coming up with its own emotions and uh, its its own uh, uh, reasoning so from that perspective it is krishna and krishnas but they are differentiated 
according to uh, different uh, functional and emotional and devotional reasons making sense prabhu yes prabhu is very perfect theoretically uh another uh, question is like in uh, back in india all of families worship like demigods and also it is obvious when we go there we go to the places where we worship lord shiva lord durga some uh, demigods like uh, uh, nag nag devatas all those things so what should be our mode like uh, we should just respect them as a vaishnavas or uh, shall we just respect them as a part of lord or what should be our mode both yes. not the both. third one first is mm-hmm. respect mm-hmm. them as vaishnava mm-hmm. second is respect them as part of the lord and mm-hmm. don't give them respect as supreme lord okay if you if you over glorify someone mm-hmm. or if you under glorify someone both are insult yeah suppose for example all your friends tomorrow morning mm. call you and mm. say they, hey you are the you know president of america right you are the president of mm. america hey president of america you may smile at or shrug off but after the mm. fourth instance you will feel very upset you will, you will definitely mm. feel very uh, you know intimidated saying that these guys are teasing me beyond uh, you know uh, tolerance yeah. you know, sometimes you over glorify a person so if you go and call the most sincere servant of the supreme lord like lord ganesh or kartikeya or uh, saraswati or whatever that is and say that you are supreme lord mm. they are not going to accept your you know appreciation they will they will feel insulted saying that you are actually insulting us by you calling us the lord if you call them as oh my dear friend my dear you know uh, demigod please engage me in krishna's service as you are engaged that's the prayer mm. you can put forth Hmm. all glory to the service that you are doing for krishna that's the prayer you can put forth all hmm. glory is your pardon pass to the supreme lord vanchakalpataribhishya that's the prayer you can put forth but if you hmm. go and ask them that please give me this benediction that's what uh, chitrakedu is telling you are classified as nara pashu because you know krishna is the you know sanctioner hmm. you know everything because krishna tells in bhagavad gita two things two shlokas consecutively those who worship the demigods they get the results actually after my sanction hmm. i sanction <coughs> demigods get it from me and give it to you and the next shloka krishna says but an intelligent person will not go via that route they will directly approach me so it all puts into a you know complete uh, very good formula worship krishna surrender to krishna respect demigods and glorify them as wonderful servants of the supreme lord this equation works better if you slightly alter this equation and you know start to call demigod as a supreme lord mm-hmm. then uh, you will neither get benediction rather you will be landing up in offending that is why prabhupada writes in one place that we as a practicing devotees does not accept the food mm-hmm. offered to demigod because a person who does not know who a demigod is in the real context may land up in actually offending the demigod the demigod wouldn't have eaten and eventually this is actually sin so that's why we avoid otherwise it's not that we are disrespecting uh, uh, demigod's food it's not that way if you if you see them as vaishnava and offer the bhoga to them as a vaishnava then you can accept the remnants but the problem is yes. nobody does that everybody treat the demigod for their own 
you know self gratification their own personal agenda and demigod equally you know retaliates and all, all that you is eat is very lean sin and from that perspective uh, it is also having a counterproductive effect next one prabhu yes pr- perfect uh, answer prabhu ji so i like this uh, uh, explanation of over glorification and under glorification so we don't want to glorify more or we don't want to this um, like uh, make uh, like under glorify also is there any example in chaitanya mahaprabhu leela or some some place about the over glorification and under glorification can um, i just want a reference so that i can put into action so the uh, uh, in a in the conversation between uh, jagadananda pandita and sanatana mm-hmm. goswami okay in chaitanya charitamrita there is a very interesting dialogue okay so <laughs> jagadananda pandita is uh, not able to, i mean this is not exactly fitting into the context but uh, somewhat similar because i am on top of my head this is what coming up yeah, so yeah. where uh, um, jagadananda pandita is trying to uh, uh, tell sanatana goswami my dear sanatana please don't be so humble i cannot tolerate your humility hmm. the reason is sanatana goswami put himself in such a humble shoes that he felt that i am so low person not qualified enough so that in that context prabhupada explains that between two vaishnavas because of their love between each other they don't they don't uh, they are not able to accept the other person's humility even though the other person's humility is genuine from that person's view point mm. and the in that same conversation what happened was sanatan goswami expressed that he was having this skin disease and was suffering a lot so mm. jagadananda pandita told him okay i see you are suffering so sanatana goswami mentioned that i would want to suicide kill myself because i'm such a fallen soul so jagadananda pandita said that you know okay why don't you go to uh, vrindavan and uh, leave your body then chaitanya mahaprabhu got to hear this chaitanya mahaprabhu came up to jagadananda pandita and, and blasted him left right center and when he blasted left right center he said that in what audacity you said sanatana goswami is such a great vaishnava you may have said this out of you know your own friendship or whatever reason but just because he said he wants to kill himself he wants to you know uh, he feels very low you kind of uh, directing him in the direction is you know completely wrong and mahaprabhu hugged sanatana goswami and eventually uh, you know pure you know cured him of his skin disease there is one context there is one more context mm-hmm. where ramachandra puri when he is you know coming to meet uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu ramachandra puri actually you know makes a mock of chaitanya mahaprabhu's servants and make a sarcastic appreciation so very nice context this is much more appropriate than the previous example the ramachandra puri is telling jagadananda pandit hey you guys you know all uh, krishna chaitanya mahaprabhu followers you guys all you know you know is to eat very nicely ha huh? don't do any useful work i mean he was kind of mocking mm-hmm. them Justified. and mahaprabhu mm-hmm. hearing this because ramachandra puri is at the sta- same stature of ishwara puri so he couldn't say anything to ramachandra puri but he he avoided the association of ramachandra puri and eventually left his association and ramachandra puri had to eventually suffer so there are you know plenty of other uh, nuances that can be you know addressed over here but the bottom line is that in a vaishnava relationship learn to appreciate a vaishnava proportionate 
to your surrender not that the other the, the the statement of glorifying value may be genuine but if you do not have that particular you know appreciation for i'll give another example suppose for example i uh, you know meet you uh, suvarna hari prabhu that uh, prabhu tomorrow i hear, i heard you have your birthday i'll gift you a you know mercedes benz prabhu mm. now is that wrong gifting a vaishnava i heard you know dadati pratigrhanadi metra of instruction but mm. because i am gifting something beyond my relationship beyond what my relationship commands i i i hardly know you apart from whatever conversation we had and suddenly i gift you something which means dal mein kuch kala hai something mm-hmm. i have an agenda and so i wanted to trade yeah. off or try to you know allure you and which means that is not very vaishnava relationship so overdoing something is detrimental that is why madhurya kadamani very strongly condemns this and classifies mm-hmm. this as a nishtita bhajana kriya unsteady devotional service only then you will swing this way suddenly you feel too much love suddenly you, you feel too much hatred and you will sway between two extremes so we need to study them by our maturity next is yes prabhuji which one you mentioned prabhuji about this last point this point is madhurya kadambani talks about the third classification bhajana kriya vishnara chakrit takura classifies them to two parts one is nishtita bhajana kriya second is anishtita bhajana kriya anishtita bhajana kriya means unsteady devotional service and in that he gives six classifications utsahamayi ganatarala like that he is giving six classifications maybe sometime maybe if, if time permits tomorrow we are because uh, i am given the service to speak tomorrow again so we can you know take that up there very nicely he classifies mm-hmm. how in unsteady devotion service there are mm-hmm. six different types of mood swings and those mood swings we have to handle it properly otherwise our devotional service will always remain unsteady perfect perfect very nice correction thank you thank you anyone else have any other thoughts comments reflections